Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Sip, Sip, Hooray, the podcast for thirsty people looking for great stories about wine and the cool people who make it. On today's show, we're talking fine wine, fast cars, and good times in Monterey County. That's where our guest, winemaker Russell Joyce, is located. Russell got the winemaking bug from his father, and now he has a son of his own and is eager to share his passion for farming and winemaking with him someday. We're so happy to have Russell as our guest. We are the two Marys who like to eat, drink, and be merry. I'm Mary Babbitt. And I'm Mary Orlin. Russell's family ended up in California's Monterey County thanks to his father's love of car racing and the nearby Laguna Seca racetrack. Ever since Russell's been in the driver's seat of his family's grape growing and winemaking endeavors with a commitment to minimalist winemaking and working with organically grown grapes. He's also helping to preserve the past recently having acquired a historic winery property in southern Monterey County, what we know as Arroyo Seco. This past summer, Mary Babbitt and I had the pleasure of spending some time with Russell at his wine tasting room in Carmel Valley Village, and we got to taste a few wonderful, wonderful wines and get to know him. But we are so excited, Russell, to have you on the pod today. Welcome to Sip Sip Hooray. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We are really happy that you're here with us today. And I'm thinking as we try to tell your story, should we start with cars or do you want to start in the vineyard when you're a little boy? <laughs> well, I mean, we can kind of start how I found myself to to be here in Monterey County. So I was yeah. I was born and raised out in, in the small town of Carmel Valley, uh, which is in within the greater uh, Monterey County. Um, and you know, my dad had planted a small vineyard behind our house to help with erosion that was happening. And, um, you know, growing up, I was, I was basically required to, to work in that, in that small plot, just a couple acres, um, you know, and really kind of see all the hard work and everything that entailed, um, you know, fast forward to when I was a teenager, when I just wanted to be off goofing, you know, with my friends, I was still required to work in that small plot, um, you know, so it it really kind of, it taught me, uh, you know, it grounded me, it taught me my work ethic. Um, and that's kind of what I attribute everything I have today from learning those, those lessons early on. Um, and that's what, you know, has really, you know, kept me here in, in Monterey County and inspired my, my passion. That's really great. And so that's something that you got to work on together with your father. What was that like? It was difficult. It was, uh, it was very uh, <laughs> challenging, uh, you know, having two strong um, personalities, um, especially a father and a son. So I, 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 I won't deny that it didn't come without its challenges. But, you know, fast forward to where I'm at now, um, you know, I'm really grateful I had those experiences because it really, um, again, like I said before, <clears throat> you know, distilled the, you know, the hard um, work ethic that I have. Mm-hmm in myself. And, you know, it really kind of was the, it was the catalyst, uh, you know, that really kind of began my passion, which, you know, without that, maybe I would have never found. Isn't that true? I mean, sometimes it's the tough stuff that leads you to finding, I don't know, you find the, the joy in the tough stuff and, and the, the harder paths are sometimes the more rewarding. Yes, exactly. So tell us who your dad was, 
you did, you planted vines just for erosion, but he had fallen in love with race car driving and that was, and that's how you guys ended up there. Yeah. He came to Monterey County from uh, Wisconsin and South Dakota, um, you know, to pursue his, uh, you know, dream of becoming a professional race car driver. Um, you know, he, he actually got quite far and, and, and did quite well. Um, you know, eventually he had, uh, you know, to really find out how he was going to make a living and settle down and support a family. So he was also in tandem, uh, going to school to be a dentist. And, um, you know, that's why he, you know, fell in love with, uh, Carmel Valley and the Salinas Valley, because, you know, he was able to, to work in Salinas as a dentist, but also pursue his, um, you know, his race car driving, you know, goals at the local racetrack Laguna Seca here. Very cool. When you were, so what was your involvement? Um, and how did you really learn the ropes of winemaking? Well, we used to have a small, um, a small shop barn, whatever you want to call it on the, on our property, um, in Carmel Valley. And basically when I wasn't kind of working, tending to the the vines um, are being ordered to tend to the vines, I should say. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was the, uh, you know, racking and returning, um, you know, wine barrels, taking care of the wine barrels, popping um, and learning, you know, learning things, um, you know, basically just just basic, basic winemaking, you know, at its, mm. at its basic level. It was definitely it was not fancy. It was definitely, I would say, more cowboy in style. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know technicality um and and you know kind of chemistry background i don't have any of that um i'm pretty much just self-taught with all that sort of stuff um he did go to davis and take uh you know continuation courses on you know wine growing and, and wine making so i was able to you know get uh you know some information you know, out of, out of, you know, some valuable information that I was able to use and translate into, to, to my work. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was also lucky to have, you know, friends and, and which, you know, that, you know, then their families also became a little bit of mentors uh, to me as I started to get older, uh, because I was never afraid to, to ask questions or ask for help. Oh, that's great. And that's so important to be able to reach out. And, you know, it seems like you've got a really strong winemaking community there in Carmel Valley and Monterey County. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, it, 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 it kind of has ups and downs because brands, um, you know, some, some succeed, some don't, but, you know, I think at the core, there's definitely people, uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of older gentlemen that, I grew up with me and they kind of, you know, laugh now because they, you know, knew me when I was basically running around in diapers, <laughs> um, you know, to see me, you know, with my full, you know, full blown operation and, you know, really at, at a, at a level that probably shocks them because, um, you know, they just remember me as a small kid, but, you know, a lot of those, those, you know, older gentlemen, um, you know, Dan Carlson, uh, being one of them, um, you know, are really kind of, pivotal and prominent in my kind of journey to, to, to making the success of this whole thing. And what's the point at which you said, sorry, Mary, but what was the point at which you decided that you wanted to actually become a winemaker and pursue this? Well, that's a, that's a really good question because, uh, you know, 
um, my life has been interesting and, um, you know, I've always had a, you know, like I said, a good work ethic. Um, you know, I've always had a very passionate side, you know, I was, I was passionate about food at one point. I thought I wanted to, you know, maybe possibly become a, a chef. Um, you know, I always had some sort of artistic outlet that I kind of needed to satisfy. <clears throat> and I think, as I got older and I got over the frustration of just having to work all the time, you know, being forced by my family to work all the time. Um, and I, and I got to an age where, you know, some, a little bit of maturity started to set in. Um, you know, it was really, I kind of, I kind of found, you know, winemaking and just the whole business in general, just kind of my artistic outlet. And I was able to, to use some of my, you know, energy and focus in it in that direction. And instead of, um, you know, using it towards things that wouldn't benefit me in my life. So tell us how you decide what grape varieties you want to work with and what vineyard sources you want to work with. Another interesting question, um, because again, that creative side, um, you know, that I'm exploring in winemaking and still exploring, you know, every day, um, you know, really, you know, I started out, we started out just making Cabernet um, out in Carmel Valley, because it was a little bit of, you know, it's a little bit warmer out here than closer to the coast or, you know, mm -hmm. along River Road in the San Lucia Highlands, it's a little bit more, um, you know, open to the, you know, the great Monterey Bay. So you get a lot of marine influence um, on that side. And it's a little more protected in Carmel Valley. So anyhow, you know, kind of started off making Cabernet and then Pinot Noir. Um, and then I really fell in, in, in love with Pinot. That was really kind of my first love in terms of a grape variety a wine that I like to drink. Um, and a wine that was for me and still to this day, difficult to make. So I kind of looked at Pinot Noir as, as uh, a challenge and I wanted to basically figure it out. <laughs> And um, so basically spent my whole life up until this point doing so. Um, and then, you know, choosing to work with different grape growers, I've explored a, a number of different, you know, grape growers and, and, and different vineyards. And, you know, they're all so unique and interesting because uh, like a lot of areas in the central coast of California, Monterey really has a, uh, you know, tremendous range of microclimates. Mm -hmm. um, also soil types, you know, that really do affect the taste of the wine and the style of the wine. Um, so it's, it's, you know, just finding sites um, and varietals to that point that really suited, that really suited my palate, you know, like a chef in the kitchen, what do you like to cook and what do you like to eat? And so basically I've spent, you know, since, you know, 2000, uh, about 2010 until now, I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> Well, and I think you mentioned that you like a challenge to make a good one. Pinot Noir is very challenging. Oh, yeah. And I think you've succeeded there. But you also, um, in addition to Pinot Noir, you have some, you've chosen some really interesting varietals to pursue making. Um, yeah. Among them, the Albarino we tasted, and then also Gamay. Should we talk about some of those? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely another, you know, couple of my favorite wines that I love to drink and I love to make. Um, I love, um, you know, Albarino, especially in Monterey County, um, especially where we're at in Arroyo Seco, um, you know, because it's very chiseled. It has tons of energy and freshness and 
uh it's just it's a it's it's a it's a wine that's alive and there's there's minerality and salinity to it um you know a lot of that comes from the the strong uh winds that blow from north to south um you know down there in southern monterey county um you know every every day you know it starts getting windy in the afternoon and and you know that really has a lot to do with it and then along with the soils the soil types that you know the albarino at least that i'm working with is grown in um you know a lot of a lot of uh, you know river rocks a lot of sand and sand doesn't necessarily uh, retain a lot of water and so when you have sandy soils with river rocks you know um you know you basically get a the the soil um drains very well so there's not a lot of water retention in the soil and that mm -hmm. is kind of known to really attribute to like an earthy flavor a minerality um, mm -hmm. you know kind of essence to the wine sure i was gonna say you know i know your your alvarino to me has always had such great minerality you know, right. kind of that stony minerality yeah i love that that stony characteristic like you feel like you're picking up a fresh you know wet river rock you know out of the arroyo seco river and, and that smell and then almost if you lick it and taste it you get that in the wine right right i love true. that that's a great yeah. image <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, know. Like, you know but it's yeah it's like that 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 river rock at, right after the rain that freshness that exactly mm -hmm. yeah that um and then again you know kind of um, both with the the Albarino and then I'll talk a little bit more about Gamay, but um, just really great aromatics. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's down um, specifically in Arroyo Seco, and I would kind of say Monterey County as a whole. Um, you know, you have a you have a slow ripening curve. You know, you have a you have a cooler climate. You have the influence from the Monterey Bay, and so that slow elongated uh, ripening curve, um, you know, really just allows for such tremendous you know aromatics um you know if you if you handle the fruit um you know well in the cellar mm -hmm. yeah. and being um with your love of food what would you pair with your albarino oh i love albarino with with anything seafood especially oysters mm. abalone lobster i mean any type of shellfish crab mm. um you know it's it's really just kind of it's such a compliment because again the aromatics and acidity and kind of that the the salinity to the wine kind of cuts through you know some of the mm -hmm. some of the flavors in the seafood and it just really kind of enhances the whole experience the salinity would really complement that salt note that you often get in shellfish especially right you get like a a, a brininess um yes the brininess thank you that's the word i was looking for <laughs> it goes hand yeah. in hand yeah it's tremendous and do you find that your customers are familiar with albarino or are you having to educate people about this really lovely white wine but it's not you know people think often they tend to just go chardonnay right sauvignon blanc you know well that's um you know i love that you asked that question because i watch those trends very closely um you know i love chardonnay and, and chardonnay is is you know beautiful wine um i have to say though that from what i've seen um in my little own world and a lot of people are going to have different experiences but i have more people venturing out looking for things like albarino getting away from the chardonnay or maybe saying hey can we you know pass on the chardonnay and taste the albarino um nice it's more common than than not and we do you know we make some great chardonnay and do some great work with that varietal um you know we also do make a uh 
a great Savion Blanc and it's it's really you know the Savion Blanc small it's only for direct to consumer only but um you know and that's a great white wine too but um you know I, I really see you know people venturing out and and kind of kind of catching wind that Albarino is just a great alternative white wine if you're looking for something bright and fresh and mm -hmm. uh, you know mineral driven and aromatic um you know it's a great option well, we always talk to about the discoveries of wine. And if you, it's so fun to find something new that new for you that enhances your enjoyment of wine, right? So you don't have to just keep going back to the, you're tried and trusted. I know I'm going to be happy or I know I'm going to, I know what this is going to taste like. Yeah. Part of the experience with wine is um, getting to know different varietals and different wine growing regions and what they taste like. Exactly. No, it is. It's, that's kind of at the heart and soul of the joy of the joy of wine, you know, exactly, exactly. Absolutely. And, um, the other wine we enjoyed with you, uh, Gamay, and let's talk about Gamay. I don't think many people know it. It is the grape of the Beaujolais region. Right. And, um, one thing that I was excited during our travels through Monterey County this past summer is, um, Gamay is one of these up-and-coming red grape varieties that um, it's really exciting to see, and it's just delicious. It yeah. is really good. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a fun. It's just a, it's a red wine of just pure enjoyment, and you know, really the style of wines that I uh, like to produce and drink, um, you know, need to bring me joy, and that's one of the reasons I love Gamay. It's it can be playful. It can be serious. Um, it can be a little bit of both. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's got great, just red fruit characteristics that I love. Um, the style that I create um, is a hundred percent whole cluster. It's, you know, fermented what they would call carbonic uh, maceration. So putting mm -hmm. all the clusters together and filling the big tank full of CO2 and basically trapping it all in there and allowing all the berries, you know, attached to the stems to go through their own little kind of miniature fermentations inside the berry. Um, and it's creating, again, a red wine of, I know I keep using the term, but it's really what I do strive for. It's, it's a, a red wine that, you know, it just has this playful freshness to it where it's, it's going to be a little bit lighter on the, you know, the alcohol spectrum. It's mm -hmm. easy to drink. I love to, mm -hmm. to throw it in the fridge for five to 10 minutes and put a slight chill on it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's a great pizza wine. Um, I started out making Gamay in San Benito because that's the only place that I could find it. Um, and now, um, you know, moving to Monterey, um, the Ventana part, the previous the Ventana partners um, on the vineyard side and I are planting Gamay together, another five acres. Um, I have just prepped another Ooh. 10 acres to plant, um, you know, more Gamay and more Albarino actually. Um, because it does really, really well in Monterey. I know, um, you know, the stuff that's being grown in the San Lucia Highlands is, you know, tremendous. That's more of like an old world kind of fleury uh, expression. Okay. Crew Beaujolais. Um, I think the stuff from Arroyo Seco is also fantastic, just in a different way. It's got yeah. kind of, again, a little bit more kind of, kind of, I would just say earth on it, uh, like earthiness and a little bit of herbaceousness uh, because mm -hmm. of the well-drained rocky sandy soils um and that's not to say i really think it could do well you know all over monterey county especially if it grow if it's happy there and you and you know you're oh yeah 
you're not having to fight mother nature. If it does well there, then it chances are, you know, it tastes good there. It's very happy. And there used to be a lot of gamay in California and it was, you know, it was pulled out to plant things like Pinot Noir and not that, like I said, Pinot Noir is my first love, but I mean, gamay is kind of, is getting right up there for me because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to make, it's fun to drink. I think there's a, a wider range of expressions you can, you can do with it. Um, well, I think there's some similarities too, between Gamay and Pinot Noir. There's, oh, you know, the, if you like, if, if you're new to Gamay, if you like Pinot Noir, chances are yeah. you might like Gamay too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just friendly. It has soft tannins. Um, you know, it's not an overbearing wine. Um, it just mm -hmm. goes with such a wide range of foods. Um, and so that's why I'm, I'm going to continue to, to, you know, make it, invest in it, plant more of it and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, make it popular. <laughs> well, I, for one, am super excited to know that there's going to be more Gamay and Albarino coming out of Arroyo Seco. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I just want to go back a little bit and set the scene for folks who are not familiar with Monterey County, Carmel Valley, Arroyo Seco. Mm -hmm. So, because um, when I first met you many years ago, um, you were solely based in Carmel Valley, and Carmel sure. Valley is to the east of what more people know Carmel by the sea. Mm -hmm. um, and you had a tasting room there, but you expanded. So could you kind of set the scene for your tasting room and um, experience people will have when they come to Carmel Valley, and then we can get into Arroyo Seco after that? Right. Um, well, it's been it's been a long journey. It's been one foot in front of the other. Uh, you know, I started with a, a small tasting room here in Carmel Valley. Um, you know, and I I still remember those days of, of working. You know, the day job every day, and then going to pour wine on the weekends, and that went on for years and years. Um, you know, fortunately, you know, found a little bit of a success, success, and was able to uh, convince my now wife that we should you know expand and really make a go of this. And so when we had purchased um, a larger property in the Carmel Valley Village, we wanted to expand our tasting experiences. We opened up a, a great wine bar called the Wine House and really kind of create a whole vibe and a whole experience for people out here, um, you know, on a larger level, you know, than we were able to, to, to previously offer. So, um, you know, we, we, we did that and implemented it and everyone's called me crazy, but it's uh, worked out thus far. And. Uh, we're happy with it. Oh, and it's such a cool spot. Yeah, it's just it's just nice, you know, when the fog rolls into the coast, you know, you have a a, comf a comfortable, you know, casual place uh, with great products that you can come and and lounge outside and hang out. You can bring your dog, you can bring your kids. It's uh, you know, it's just it's 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 really enjoyable. People seem to like it a lot. Such a fun vibe. We loved it. We I was so impressed by that. And um, and it was it was hopping too. People were <laughs> a yeah. lot of people found have found it yeah <laughs> they're glad right. you're there for sure yeah. <laughs> it's kind of could become like the local hub out here i guess mm -hmm. you know for lack of a better term but that's great mm -hmm. and so but then you also recently purchased one of the historic wineries in monterey county which is in arroyo seco the ventana vineyard mm -hmm. and so tell folks um where Arroyo Seco is in relation to Carmel Valley. And then tell us the story behind this winery that you've acquired and why you wanted to acquire Ventana. 
Absolutely. So um, Arroyo Seco is going to be, you know, over the hill from Carmel Valley, the San Lucia mountain range. Um, you know, you're now back over on the, the Salinas, in the Salinas Valley. Um, you know, as you're heading south on Highway 101, as you look to the right, you can see the almighty San Lucia Highlands. Um, you know, a lot of really famous winemakers and, and, and vineyards there and, and wines coming out of, out of there. And at the base of that, uh, when you get to the end of, of River Road in the San Lucia Highlands, you run into the Arroyo Seco AVA. Um, you know, it's 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 close, but it's completely different. Um, you know, like I said, dramatic winds, extremely rocky soils, uh, which can be a pain sometimes, but it really makes wines, like I said, possessing kind of freshness and mineral components to it. Um, and so I had been searching around, uh, you know, for some property for some time um you know had almost you know done a couple different plots but um you know it's pretty hard to build a winery from the ground up uh these days in california no matter where you're at um mm -hmm. i found this um you know what i thought to be at the time it was really a gem it, it was you know everyone who saw it you know didn't didn't believe that i mean one thing i would say i have you know um going for me is 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 vision um, you know, I, I can see, um, you know, something old and dilapidated and which looks ugly and, and kind of envision what it could be. Um, and that's what we did with this place. So we worked out a deal and, and we purchased, uh, you know, this winery. Um, it was completely, um, like I said, dilapidated, um, you know, but one thing also that was interesting, I was looking to preserve my future in Monterey County, not only for me, but for my children, if they choose that path. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I was uh, making wine in an industrial facility, which was great. Um, you know, but I really wanted to be out amongst the vines. I wanted to be in a rural setting. I wanted to, you know, be able to, to, you know, be stirring Chardonnay barrels out in the sun, you know, overlooking the terroir around me in which it came from. Um, you know, because really when I went to France, that's, it just kind of inspired me that that's, that, that was my goal. And, and that would be the goal uh, to hopefully create that for my children. So um, anyways, we we found this old property, the old Ventana Winery. Um, it had been not in operation for, I don't it must have been, I don't know, eight years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it was completely um, uh, run down. Um, you know, Ventana at one time was a was a, was a big brand. Right, it was. Uh, um, you know, over the time through ownership changes and so forth that it just kind of you know it run its course and and so i i decided that it was time time for someone you know young with the energy like myself to take it on and and you know take it to the next chapter so uh we redid that and uh last year was our second vintage uh you know making wine at our our new home there um which has you know been great um we've rebuilt it we've reopened it to the public on the weekends um, you know, and then we've hosted some great, you know, winery events as well. Um, and it's really kind of why I love it is it kind of reminds me of when I was almost too young to drink wine, but I would remember going to wineries with my parents and it has an old school, old kind of Monterey County wine country vibe to it. Mm. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. Love that. The barn's over 110 years old. Yeah, I saw oh. photos on your Instagram account of the barn and it's like yeah. inside you've got you've left on um, this 
it open to the rafters and the roof, but it's really beautiful. Yeah, I just again I, I wanted to 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 preserve that that you know style and that I mean kind of that history as well. I mean, I, I guess you know, some say it would have been easier just to knock everything down and you know rebuild it that way. But I I I kind of wanted to to keep some of that that you know old school kind of um you know vibe that it has you know and kind of honor oh, yeah honor a See, little bit of history and that's part of that vision that you have and you mentioned you have vision but i would also add that you've got guts because it <laughs> takes guts to say i can make this successful i can do this yeah. you know then there are doubters but i'm i'm moving forward with the plan and i i admire that so much because it's scary and I, there's uh, everything's expensive so it, it's scary to take chances like that you yeah, know. it was, it was, it was scary. And I won't say that it wasn't, um, you know, it didn't, that it wasn't a, a, a trying couple of years, you know, to mm -hmm. get it to a, a place, especially, um, you know, harvest only happens once a year and it doesn't really stop for anybody. So mm -hmm. um, I basically had less than a year to get it for our first harvest, to get it into operational shape for our first harvest. And then, you know, after that, you know, kind of turn it into what it is now, but um, so yeah, it, you know, it did, it did take a, a definitely a little bit of a, a grit and grind to, to, to really just kind of dig your heels in and say, I'm going to do this no matter what. And, um, now I'm thankful I did. That is so great. And so what's really cool is with rest with, um, Joyce wine company, people can have two completely different experiences. They can come visit you in Carmel Valley and have one experience, but then they can get the one out in Oroyo Seco is going to be you know, yeah. surrounded by vineyards and that old school mm -hmm. atmosphere with a barn and everything. So it's kind of, it's the best, the best of both worlds. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's it definitely, it is, is a cool experience no matter uh, where you go to, but um, you know, definitely um, it's enjoyable at both, you know, for different reasons. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges of having, um, for lack of a better word, so many balls in the air. You know, you've got the Carmel Valley place, you've got the the uh, Ventana yeah, yeah. location, and you've got a, a young family. You've got a lot going on. And <laughs> and w tell me some of the challenges you face and um, and how you get through it all. Well, um, you drive a lot. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's for one. Um, you know, I just, I've always been an early riser. Um, you know, so the day usually starts at 4 a.m. Um, you know, so I think, you know, starting early has helped me to maintain, you know, multiple places because I'm 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 able to 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 give time to to each one of them. Um and 4 a.m. though. 4 yeah. a.m. Well, well, I was that's just it's just kind of ingrained in me. So it, it's not like I set an alarm, that's just kind of the natural time. Okay. Yeah, but I do yeah. go to bed early. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I was an early riser, but at 4 a.m. you have me beat. I'm more like maybe 4.30, sometimes more like 5, 5.30. Yeah, oh yeah I God, wish I could you sleep. <laughs> you <laughs> have not, to go to bed early, though. I do go to bed early, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, um, so, yeah, I would just say, you know, being an early riser, um, you know, and also, I mean, I'm doing what I'm doing because I think of, of, specifically my son and now my daughter, you know, a lot that I want to, uh, you know, make them proud and, and build something mm -hmm. 
can either be proud of and if they want to be involved that's fantastic um you know if it's not for them that's great too um, well, I remember you said early at the beginning of the sh uh, show how there were some unhappy days when you were working in the backyard with your dad and like, do you picture that? Or are you going to like uh, have a redo on that? And I'm going to have a redo on that, but probably do it in the, in, in the proper way. <laughs> Not okay, so gotcha. Maybe with a little bit more sensitivity. <laughs> well, as a kid who had to grow up on every Saturday, my dad, we, we, I was one of five and was like, get out there and weed the yard, everyone. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just the misery of it. We were always fighting with each other and just like the misery of having to do the chore, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to make the chore fun. You know, I, 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 I do bring little Noah with me and we, um, you know, drive the tractor around or, you know, go, go, you know, clean up, you know, the winery and, you know, spray down hoses and stuff. And so hopefully, hopefully I'm, uh, you know, sparking a little interest in him, you know, as he gets older. Yeah. Does he, does he have fun when he's doing the chores around the winery with you? Yeah, he, he does have a lot of fun. He, uh, he likes just hanging out with me, but then also he really likes, uh, you know, even at a young age, he, he loves riding his quad around and, you know, kind of being out in that rural atmosphere. You can really tell he, uh, he loves that. He doesn't like to be cooped up in the house. And and he's what, how old now? He's only four years old, but mm. he's, he's, he's kind of four going on. seems like eight. <laughs> <laughs> so he handles himself, you know. Okay. Well, um, we right now we're recording this in the spring. We mentioned visiting you in the summer. And right. since we visited you, we've just had this crazy wet year. And I'm wondering how things are looking for all of you. Uh, I assume your bud break is well underway and um, mm -hmm. any lasting damage from all that water or will it all be okay? You know, I think it'll, I was, I was very fortunate. My property is all okay. Um, especially um, I mentioned I'm you know, prepping to plant uh, this new small vineyard down there around the winery. And and so mm -hmm. um, when you're, you know, ripping the soil and I think the, you know, the, that amount of water was really good to, to kind of get into the soil, you know, flush out the, you know, the, the same, you know, knock down the saline content a little bit, you know, and really kind of, you know, hydrate it and bring it to life. I mean, everything is just, I think everyone over California sees that. I mean, everything just seems so alive and vibrant, mm -hmm. you know, the oh. color and it's just in, insane. Um, it's so pretty. Yeah. So we were, we were lucky. We have good drainage and, and, um, you know, we, we were fine. Um, you know, I know some people, you know, were affected their homes and roads, you know, down there in South County, which I feel, um, uh, you know, really bad for, cause it definitely created a lot of challenges for a lot mm -hmm. of people. And it's also mm -hmm. hard to get work done when it's that wet. So <laughs> unless yeah. you're working inside, you, you're kind of on a standstill outside when, you know, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be happening in the, the vineyards and ranches and stuff but it looks like it's going to all going to be okay yeah well that's good 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 and hopefully the weather will be really terrific and cooperate and we'll have a you know a, a great growing season and harvest season that's what we're hoping for always so russell to get away from all this to relax what do you do to unwind and have fun outside of all the winery stuff uh, well, I do make time for that to keep my sanity. Um, I love riding my motorcycles. I love, uh, you know, I've been, you know, surfing in the Monterey Bay my entire life. Uh, so I love doing uh, things like that. Um, you know, and I love to socialize and go out to dinners and, you know, drink wine too with my wife and friends and, you know, have, have, we love big cookouts and barbecues and, 
Um, you know, so we always, always make time for fun because I'm not doing all this, you know, work not to have any fun while I'm going through the journey. <laughs> Good for you. And you did mention to us before we got started that, um, you had a little mishap on the motorbike. The other, you want to tell us oh, just, about your black eye? <laughs> I'm lucky this isn't live, but yeah, no, ended up with a little, a little banged up face and a little black eye, but you know, nothing, uh, nothing that's going to hold me back. So I was, uh, lucky. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. And yes, you were lucky. And I, I love that you're, um, making time for recreation and making sure you put fun and as part of the equation of your life, you know, because as you said, it's a lot of, you're getting up early, you're working hard. There better be a fun factor in there. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there has to be. I actually think it's, it's at least for a, a, a you know, a person like myself, um, it's essential because, um, you know, everyone's had different periods in their life when they're putting in, you know, so much effort and focus and, you know, trying to achieve their goals. And, and, uh, you know, I think burning out is a real thing, especially for me. And so if you don't have time to, to kind of, to reset and kind of reconnect with yourself, the land, nature, you know, whatever it may be that makes you happy, um, you know, it can kind of be, you know, a recipe for disaster because you almost start to lose a little bit of inspiration. And, um, you know, I don't want that to, to happen to myself. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Um, because, you know, making wine is demanding and, you know, it's challenging and no day is similar to the past day. And it's not a, it's not a recipe. It's not a formula. No, exactly. And it's, 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 it's really seven days a week. You know, even if, um, one of my old uh, mentors, you know, he, he said, he said, you just be prepared that, you know, this is a, this is a seven day a week job. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's harvest or winter time. And granted there are slower times than not, but you know, when it's slower, usually trying to use that time wisely to be planning and, and, you know, for the, you know, upcoming season and bottlings and all this sort of stuff. So, um, there really is no rest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's just intense at harvest, but you know, you mentioned bottling, there's bottling, there's, you know, dealing with getting your glassware, right. your, <laughs> your, your, your bottles, your labels, your corks, um, everything. Yep. All mm -hmm. the, all the pieces that make it work. So you told us that the uh, the winery location is open on the weekends now and for events, and then the tasting room is that open um, most of the week or just weekends yeah, as well? That's a that's going into now we're kind of getting into the nice season here. That's a seven day a week, um, you know, deal out in there in Carmel Valley, and then yeah, the weekends um, kind of at the winery. If you're uh, hanging out in the Carmel area, the tasting room was really convenient and a lot of fun, but I'm guessing that drive out there would be lovely to the, uh, to the winery location. Yeah, I know it's lovely to come out there and have a little picnic and, you know, we have, we have snacks and, you know, amenities for, you know, people, um, you know, who forgot to bring a picnic, but um, yeah, it is, it is just so beautiful and so nice, you know, depending what your vibe is if you want to be you know around more people and more energy you know Carmel Valley's you know you know great if you really want to kind of be out amongst the vineyards and nature and really kind of you know check out like the barrel room and you know the tanks and stuff um you know it's really cool to taste at the winery and bring a picnic along well Russell next time we are in Monterey County we're going to come visit you down in Arroyo Seco and check that out 
I would love it. Well, we thank you so much for doing this with us today. Russell, it's been so fun to get to know you. And um, I'm just so excited about the future, that you have such an eye on the future. I love that. I also really love that you started this as a boy and you're you're still going strong. And I think that's really fun. And I hope your little guy picks gets the same bug you did someday <laughs> and daughter too. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And, and I appreciate your guys' time today. Oh, absolutely. We were just so thrilled to have you on. And, you know, especially for me, I've known your wines for so long. So it's really good to get to know the person behind the label, as we like to say. Thank you so much. Appreciate okay. it. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cheers to you, Russell. Sip, sip, hooray. Sip, sip, hooray. Cheers. Cheers. You know, Mary Babbitt, it's folks like Russell Joyce who just inspire me and make me want to go out and accomplish so much. I mean, he's got so many things going on, but he's got such a great approach to it too. And I love how he um, is really invested in where he's basically spent all of his life. And he's also invested in making it, you know, more accessible and while preserving the history of the region. Yeah, he's clearly, he believes in the Monterey County area and the great wines that it produces. And I love that he's adding some fun varietals like Albarino and Gamay to the mix. I also, like you, really admire his work ethic mm -hmm. and his um, his value systems. He's got his head on straight. So good for Russell and his wines are beautiful. Just, Absolutely. I don't know if we mentioned that along the way, but they're great <laughs> wines. <laughs> they really are. And it's, it's just fun to go taste. It really is. Um, his staff there is really terrific and fun. And if you just check out their Instagram, which is in a Joyce Wine Co, um, you'll see there's, they have a lot of fun. And that's what wine is all about, having fun and bringing people together. And that's what our Sip Sip Hooray podcast is all about, too. And we want to thank you for listening today and encourage you, if you liked what you heard, to share it with your friends, to uh, subscribe and to follow us on social media, to give us a rating, a positive rating if you liked it, and, uh, and just help spread the word about Sip Sip Hooray. Yeah, so give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And um, you can also find us on social. We are at Sip Sip Hooray Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And then you can head over to our website, sipsiphooraypodcast.com for show notes from today. And you'll also find all of our past episodes where you could, um, if you're in the mood, binge on a few and catch up with what we've been doing. Okay, Mary Orland. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Sip, sip, hooray. Cheers to you, Mary Babbitt. Sip, sip, hooray. Thank you.